Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft tapes podcast. This is case 14, Hypnos. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and a cadre of elderly women dressed in ceremonial robes congregating beneath the street lamp at the end of your driveway, whispering among themselves and occasionally stealing glances in your direction as you spy on them through a gap in the curtains. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe... As Roy. Why do I always gotta go first? I'm never ready. Get Matt as Rocky. Hi, I'm Gib Matt. Nice to meet you. And Brian as Pippa. Hi, I like to sniff juices. All right, welcome back, players. How's everybody doing tonight? I laughter. Nice. Laughter's good. What are you drinking there, Brian? I saw you. Uh, G and T, but it's a tall. It, well, it was a tall until I drank half of it. Grease and toenails? Hey, drunk is drunk, man. I'm drunk, man. Well, I'm drinking some warm tea tonight. Just felt like it. Nobody asked. Guys, I saw in the news recently that Artemis 1 is going to the moon on a mission to plan for future human colonization. So I started wondering, if you were on that flight, what's the scariest thing you'd worry about seeing out of one of the port windows? Myself. There's a man on the wing. It'd be Matt. Let me in. I can't breathe out here. This isn't funny anymore, guys. It's really cold. I'm far less worried about what's out there, and I'm far more worried about what's in here. The Taco Bell I snuck in. I saw a guy vent. We're done. Brian vented. He's sus. I just opened the door. <laughs> I'd be scared that I'd look out and see Major Tom, and uh, no matter how much I screamed or yelled, he couldn't hear me, so he'd just drift away floating in his tin can. Elisa says Campbell's soup on the side when it rotates. <laughs> Gotta get those sponsors, man. It's Campbell with no P. All right, listeners, if you'd like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And yet again, no letters, guys. So oh, oh, I will take the lack of letters as it means that we couldn't be doing any better. Which means we can do whatever we want. We do anyways, buddy. Oh, that's right. Well, this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. So if you'd like to help support the podcast, just go to that website and give us all your money. Like all of it. All of it. Just empty your bank accounts, your moms, your dads, your grandpas. I'll send you feet pics. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Fall is just around the corner and you know what that means. The creepy crawlies start to invade your home. Have box elders found their way into your sourdough bread box? Blast them with Bugshot! Got an infestation of flesh-eating rats gnawing on your ankles in the dead of night? Kill them dead with Bugshot! Something scampering in your basement with three eyes and spider-like bulbous egg sacs? Banish him to the X dimension with... Bugshot! Developed to deter all manner of pests by H.W. Home and Garden, our proprietary admixture of bright green glowing liquid comes in a handy five-gallon keg with built-on wheels so you can easily truck it around your house or garden zapping almost anything that crosses your path. 
Simply point the patent-pending quick trigger, powered by 16 D-cell batteries, and spray. Mosquitoes, gone. Houseflies, gone. Mother-in-law, gone, gone, and double gone. Even more importantly, Bugshot leaves no sticky residue or indeed any evidence that your target was ever there in the first place. So next time something's pestering you, reach for Bugshot. And remember, if it's not West, it's not the best. And we're back. Where do you suppose the inventor of that product and or service got their idea to make it? They were on the can. You see, they started drinking Kirkland brand liquor and it just went downhill from there. You just cracked the code. Well, I'm pretty sure they got the idea by staying up late and watching infomercials on those odd networks that you can only view on old-fashioned TV tuning dials, where if you click it between the channels, you get a broadcast that shouldn't exist. Some say those transmissions come from ham radio enthusiasts who have figured out a method to hack the airwaves, spouting their nonsense Alex Jones style, raving about panini parlors populated by devil worshippers, or sushi counters behind which slither tentacled pederasts, or slurpee machines filled with icy mind control juice regulated by the FDA. These are all compelling conspiracy theories, so it's easy to see how this product and or service came into being. I mean, when you see a need, you feel it, right? Did you say petter ass? Now, dear investigators, we play. Case 14, tape 7. Breathing summer breeze. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. In the wilds of Wisconsin, our investigators gather to have a heart-to-heart talk that is long overdue. Roy is given the news that his life hangs in the balance, while Rocky and Pippa admit they just dropped in to see what condition his condition was in. As it turns out, their fates have become inextricably entwined a truth one Arroyo brother discovered at the barrel end of a loaded gun. A message of sorts from Mr. Surtsey reveals the true nature of their entrapment in the dreamlands and bids them hurry to Ulthar for yet another ultimate confrontation with elder things. Will our junior jauntanauts survive long enough to find a way out? Or will the past continue to haunt them in the present? Pippa, your mind wobbles like a plastic top found at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. And your stomach flips over like a mailless crip as you witness a humanoid creature emerge from its bramble den in a wooded clearing and proceed to decapitate a man guarding the entrance, gore dripping from its cavernous maw. This thing is now eyeing your trio 
with dread interest glittering in its hollow eye sockets. Since this is the first time you've met Marlene, please describe in detail what she looks like to you. I see it. Her. It. Elongated front arms. Too many joints to be human arms. Too long to be human arms. Her head is hung really low. I don't understand the shape. It's almost like a, a spider. The back legs are gangly. They're, they're digging into the soil. Her eyes, there are no eyes. I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening. Rocky, with no small amount of discomfort, you remember the last time you met Marlene and how she divulged your connection to Bugshosh. You also recall how easily she popped your skull from its moorings atop your spinal cord and the unexpected but temporary period of unconsciousness that followed. As you stand, yet again, in front of the deceased Mrs. Bauman, you are suddenly inundated with a vision of that other place, beyond the veil, where you know something is waiting very patiently to settle a debt. Please tell us what you see in your vision. At first, there's nothing, and I can't quite tell if I'm floating or if I'm falling because there's no reference anywhere. It kind of feels like I'm falling, but maybe I'm going up. I mean, which way is up? This whole place is just one big void. And then I start to notice this very low, just thrumming noise in and out, in and out. And as it gets louder, I notice out of the corner of my eye, I start to see eyes just open up out of the black void. Just first one or two, and then three, and then six, and then twelve, and it just exponentially spirals outward. All different types of eyes, not just human eyes, but animal eyes and the eyes of things that have yet to be discovered. And the more that open up and the more that look at me, the louder the noise gets and the more I feel oppressed, the more I feel like something is pushing in on me. Like there's something that's trying to just crush me. It's, I wouldn't say angry. Anxious might more be the word. And I can definitely feel that anticipation and that waiting is pushing closer and closer as these eyes just keep opening and pushing in on me. As these eyes glare upon you, hungrily, drinking in the sight of your helpless body, you see a green glow in the pupil of each eye fade into being, growing brighter and brighter. The emerald luminescence begins to shift in each of the pupils to form a symbol that is repeated through each of the eyes. And at first you believe it is a very simple mathematical number. It's the number five. But as you watch, it shifts to the number six. And that's when you are thrust out of the vision and stand again with your compatriots in front of Marlene and her den and the decapitated body of Clyde Bauman. I'm going to need Rocky to raise his Cthulhu mythos by five. Nice, dude. And as we know, when that happens, your max sanity is reduced. Yeah, sucker. Roy, 
When you met Marlene previously, she put up quite a fight. In fact, she killed your brother and nearly did the same to you. Ultimately, with Jack's help, you managed to put her down. At the time, you knew it had to be done, even if you felt bad for her. What her husband did to her still causes a coldness to creep over your body. Imagine loving something so much you'd be willing to subvert the laws of nature in order to keep on loving it forever. If you could bring back someone from the dead, who would it be and what would you be willing to sacrifice to make it happen? Very easily would be Bugsy. Things haven't been the same since he's gone, been gone, and it's just been difficult to deal with. I mean, tried to replace him, but can't replace a guy like that. So, Bugsy, and what is it you'd be willing to sacrifice to make that happen? Not much I wouldn't give, to be honest. He made everything easier. I don't care much for my family. They're okay. I guess I wouldn't give them up. Short of that... You'd know that Clyde Bauman had the means to do such. It's a tough thing to do in the moment. Pulling the trigger on something like that, it's easy to talk about, but to when you're actually faced with an issue such as that, you don't truly know the consequences that will follow. If I was given another shot, I probably would do it, just because of how harder it gets all the time. I wonder if uh, Clyde Bauman's effects are still at Delta Green, accessible, maybe with some refinement. They could be utilized in a more successful manner. I gotta worry about getting out of here first. Marlene rears back, a moonlit nightmare smeared with the blood of her beloved husband, haunted eyes narrowing in anticipation of the next kill. She draws in a ragged breath and utters, Give me kids. <coughs> <coughs> Roy? Rocky? Is that you? Sorry, I didn't recognize you in the dark. What brings you back to this neck of the woods? No pun intended. And who is this enchanting lady you've brought along? She sits cross-legged in the dirt and leans back on her elongated arms. Uh, well, a uh, new team member, you see, uh, is, is, is prone to happen around here. Bad things happen to the other one. Oh, the other, yes, you were here with a gentleman, if I remember correctly. Yes, he's um, no longer with us. I know how that goes. Right, Clyde? Yeah, the, you see the shiny gem thing that's coming out of your now dead husband? Yeah, that's uh, where we've been looking for those. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, those are really just tokens in essence. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how they work. Only it's got something to do with the facets and how they refract light and energy inside the portals. You know, I remember Clyde, rest his soul, talking about it after he finished translating some ancient texts dug up by the Delta Green on one of their missions. Yeah, curious things. Kind of pretty, actually. Yeah, well, we're collecting them here to help uh, help my brother out, you see. Didn't end up too pretty after our last mission. And It's for an archaeology experiment. Ooh, oh, are you an archaeologist now? I mean, I, it's been a while. I, I mean, he does belong in a museum. A fine art museum, some might say. I understand that you're getting him to go through the portals, right? Yeah, something about consciousness and bringing him back. Oh, okay. I wasn't exactly sure why. You know, just what Clyde figured out. He kind of was a smart man when he didn't lose his head, you know? I get it. You got it? High five, and she puts out her monstrous hand. And I'll high five it. So do you happen to know where any of the other ones are? 
I guess you could just like keep hopping from portal to portal until you get to Ulthar. It's an unusual place, and I'm surprised that Bugshosh would choose it for a showdown. You know, something tells me that Surtsey might have picked up location. So maybe he's not quite the marionette that his master thinks he is. What's so special about this place? I'm not exactly sure. It might be worth considering that it could be an alternative path through the Dreamlands. One maybe the filler of space might not expect. Do you think Surt's Mini Mints is trying to get away out from under the control of the eyeball guy? His, his name is Bugshosh, dear. Yeah, that Bugshosh guy, he, you know, he's, a, he's a real wily kind of guy. He's uh, always looking for a way out into the world. He's still got his many eyes fixed on you, Rocky. His patience is wearing thin, but I guess you knew that already. Yes, I have a tendency to do that to people. It's an Arroyo thing. My brother does it really well, too. What do you think Cersei is planning? I don't know. I feel kind of bad for him, to be honest, because he's really just... Kind of a meat puppet for the filler of space. But I really like how he dresses. Kind of dapper. Do you think he's single? One way to find out. I, we can we can ask. Put in a word for you next time we see him. Oh, would you? Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I mean, if, if we all get through this somehow. I mean, I'm stuck here for now. But maybe when he comes back around, that'd be kind of nice. Do you know any other way out of here? Clyde said that he actually sank this bronze marble in the septic tank. He referred to it as like a skeleton key, and he said it might open pathways through the territory of Id, whatever that means. The guys who make Doom? He made me promise never to retrieve it, but you could. Yes, we uh, took a look in the septic tank earlier. You know what's in it? It's, I mean, last time we were here, it was empty, so it was a bit of a surprise to see it full of... I think he did that to protect the key. That makes sense. I'd do the same. Is there anything in the fluid that's in there? I mean, he made me promise never to go in there, so I I really can't help you with that. I'm sorry. Did he ever make you promise not to cut his head off? Uh, he never actually said that, so fair game. I mean, he, she's technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. It's not in the vows. You know, he'll be back shortly. We all are. But, you know, he kind of had it coming, and occasionally I lose my temper. Oh, it's perfectly understandable. He's honestly had a long go at uh, being like this right now. And Rocky came back way faster. Should we go check out the septic tank? I hate that I just said that. Yeah, it was nice catching up. Yeah, anytime. You know where to find me. I'm going to start backing away. Thank you for your help. Oh, nice to meet you, Pippa. Um, Watch out for these two guys. They're, they're wild cards. Oh, trust so. me. I've learned that the hard way. Yes, it was lovely meeting up. Glad we could glad we could catch up. Uh, next time we should grab a bite. <laughs> <laughs> you and you and your jokes. As you walk away from the clearing, back towards the cabin, you see she's waving in the moonlight, her elongated arms just flapping like branches in a breeze. And then you see her hulking shadow go over and retrieve the headless body of her husband and drag it into the den. Well, that went in a completely unexpected direction. Why didn't you give her any kisses? Could have gotten a girlfriend. She's recently single. I'm not swimming in this icker. I have the head. I have 20 in swim. Anybody else? I have 20 in swim. I have zero in swim. It's 20. Guys, how about we let Jeremy tell us that we need to roll swim? Uh, yeah, swimming will be involved. What about sinking? I'm better at that. Kitchen? Or otherwise. So you're standing in front of the hatch, looking down at the tepid water. Roy has a head in his hand. You know, I'm getting the sinking feeling that um, the septic tank is probably going to end up being deeper than a septic tank. I hate to be callous, but aren't you immortal? 
Well, not technically. See, I'm, I'm running on a clock thing here. I only have so many, and every time I die, I kind of get a little bit closer to losing, well, me. Fine. Is there a rope around here somewhere? Uh, give me a luck roll. Uh, I needed a 43. I rolled a 74. That's a failure. Don't really see anything that could be used as a rope. I say we do a quick search. I'm going to start walking back to the cabin. As soon as you turn around and look at the cabin, you notice that the front door is complete white light. Look, if you guys leave the lights on, our bill's going to be outrageous. Is there a long branch around here? I'm going to go to the edge of the woods and see if I can just find like something. Take off my, my suit jacket and my tie and my shoes and my socks. And I'm making the head say funny things. Like what? Man, what's a guy gotta do to get a body around here? And other equally whimsical things that a head would say. I grab the head and go, I got no body. That's funnier. And I throw it back at him, disgusted by the blood. And as you do, the uh, gem falls out of the neck stump. And I'll pick it up and pocket it. Rocky's doing a strip show. And the head's jaw drops open. So Pippa returns from the forest, dragging this massive branch behind her. I'll take anything at this point, honestly. Lift it and kind of just so it goes down into the tank. I'm going to pay close attention to see if it bottoms out or not. Uh, You guesstimate that it's probably in the neighborhood of, I'm going to say, no more than 15 feet deep. And just to help him so he doesn't panic while he's underwater, Roy and I are going to constantly knock in different spots on the tank. (laughs) So it echoes down in there and he gets really confused. And I'm going to drop M80s down into it. Just shut the lid. JK. All right, Rocky. Go ahead. I'm hopefully going to live to regret this. If you don't, you will again. I guess it depends on where I set my respawn point. I need to put a bed down, and I need to sleep, and there can't be any monsters in the area. And we all have to sleep because we're on the same server. It's a Christian Minecraft server, by the way. <sighs> well, wish me luck. And I'm just going to take a little hop and pencil dive into the septic tank feet first. The water is quite cold. Shrinkage. I'm a grower, not a shower. You're basically going to have to root around and try to find this dang thing. You're going to need a successful swim and spot hidden in order to find this thing. So why don't we begin with swim? I needed a 20. I rolled a 31. That's a failure. And would you like to let that stand? I'm going to I'm gonna use my, my mini planchette mulligan to fix that roll. You change your fail to a success. Okay. Now you will need... A spot hidden. Uh, I needed a 66. I rolled a 25. That's a hard success. I don't think he's coming back. Let's just shut it up and get out of here. (laughs) You quickly dive to the bottom, knowing that the marble will probably be at the nadir of the septic tank. So along the bottom, so you quickly skim and paddle along the bottom, feeling for any anomalies. And almost immediately, your hand grasps something round but it's flat it's almost is it a coin no it's a gas can cap and you're like what the hell and you flip it through the murky water and underneath the gas cap was the marble nice you can feel a little bit of heat radiating off it and in this cold environment that's almost as good as a magnet and you scoop it up and push off the bottom and surface <laughs> Ryan Pippa see Something emerged from the hatch, which is just drenched in this black, oily, gas-smelling fluid. Are you okay? I run up and put my hand out to try to help pull Rocky out. Yep. <coughs> I, 
I got it. I'm going to hold up the marble. Roy's doing a homemade Sudoku. They don't tell you where to put the numbers to start one. You hop out of the septic tank and get dried off best you can. Put your suit back on. Who's got the marble? I do. All right. So you are now in possession of a bronze-hued skeleton key of sorts. This allows passage through the portals without need of a gemstone. As long as you have this thing, the new locations will not be populated with a gemstone, so don't bother looking for one. And as a matter of fact, now that you possess one, the one in Roy's pocket disappears. Hey guys, my pocket just got lighter. One last benefit. This is very important, Rocky. The possessor is imbued with enhanced luck. Ooh. You add 15 temporary points. Holy crap. Once the 15 points have been deducted, the marble shatters and becomes useless. Oh, don't use any luck. That would bring me to a whole 25 if I have it. Oh, well, you don't, so don't think about it too hard. I don't want it. It would be useless. I would still fail every roll. And now that uh, you're out in the cold evening air of Wisconsin, you see all around the property that the tall pines are swaying and rustling as if in call and response to an unseen force. I guess we can continue on. No more worrying about gemstones or things trying to kill us. Let's go find Xerxes. Rocky? Yes? Put that somewhere safe, please. You should keister it. It's nature's pocket. You can put it in my pal's neck here. Are you really insisting that you take that with us? I like him. It's a head. He understands me. This is why I can't take you anywhere. Come on, and I'm going to start walking towards the door. You can't take me anywhere because I don't go with you because you're boring. Come on. So Rocky enters the portal. Yeah, I follow. Should we go, pal? Yes, we should. Okay, and I'll follow. Gradually, the blinding luminescence fades and you find yourself lying flat, staring up into the gloom at exposed water pipes, electrical conduits, and ductwork mounted to a poured concrete ceiling. It smells of dust, decay, and neglect. Carefully, you sit up. You're in a medium-sized chamber lit by a barely pulsing battery-operated exit sign above the only door in the northeast corner. To the left of that, Taking up most of the wall is a large window, beyond which is impenetrable blackness. In the dim reflection, you see your companions beginning to stir as well. Each of you is reclining on a stainless steel gurney fitted with neck braces and drainage holes. Autopsy tables. A quick check beneath your hand confirms a dark stain that is tacky to the touch. Mounted to the east wall is a metal placard. You strain your eyes in the crimson-tinged dimness to read it, aided by the exit sign's heartbeat illumination. The placard reads, Winoka Point Research Center, Testing Room 2. Please remember to wash your hands. Everyone okay? Where's Clyde? You guys see him? What is happening? Rocky, what is this place? Welcome to the Winoka Point Research Station. Are there monsters? No, there were last time we were here. Well, that's what I meant! Pippa, I remember the monsters. Oh no. This is where you got my associate killed, remember? 
I did nothing wrong here. You and your damn copy machines. Those were worth a fortune. Guys, I think 90% of the time you're talking in code, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Which part? The copy machines or the monsters. Yes. Are there monsters here now? Do you think that we're in danger? Probably not. Swing my legs off the edge and hop off the table. Quiet as I can. I'll sit up and look around. I'll pick Clyde up. And he's, he's as compliant as ever. He's a good friend like that. Well, <sighs> I think we'll be all right, because in my memories, as I'm sure you noticed, everyone loves me, and Marlene loved me, so I'm thinking that there, if there are monsters, they'll obviously like me. Well, if we run into anything, I'll be sure to shove you out in front. I will say that there's one person I don't remember liking me, but I'm sure we'll be okay. Uh, Rocky, you have the stone, though. Yes, I still have it, so we're just looking for another glowing door. So it should activate, right? Yes, but this is basically like all the gems put into one. It opens all of the portals, so we just need to find said portal somewhere. Surely it'll just be in the hallway outside of the door that we are in now. Good, and then we'll move on. We're going to walk up to the the door and kind of very slowly push on it, just enough to get an eyeball out and see what's outside. I'm going to slyly walk over to the window, peer through the window to see if I can make out anything. I'll hang back behind cool. them. All right. Rocky, you see what appears to be some sort of observation room. You can see Pippa looking through the one-way mirror. I'm going to walk up to the glass and just go dun 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 I stumble back. Before we uh, go too much further, who has the worst stealth? 32. Uh, 60. 62. So, Rocky, you will be the weakest link here. Yep. So go ahead and roll stealth right now. Why not? I needed a 32. I rolled an 8. That's a hard success. Nicely done. Well, this room seems empty enough. Some sort of observation room, it seems. And there is a door in the uh, east wall. Well, I did the last one, so who's next? I got it. So Roy walks into the observation room and has a real sense of deja vu because I'm pretty sure you've been down this way before. Rocky hasn't, and Pippa sure hasn't, but you have some uh, general feelings of familiarity here. Yeah, but I'm kind of over it all at this point. I'm really uh, kind of jaded towards this whole situation and just trying to get through it all. All right, so you go to the eastern door and uh, peek through. This appears to be some sort of storage area. The eastern part of this massive chamber is a series of shelves. Old lab equipment has been stored here once upon a time. Lots of dust and uh, broken test tubes and that sort of thing littered everywhere. What stores is it? Like a Walgreens? Costco. Sam's Club, sponsor us someone, please. There are double doors in the far east wall, and then to the north are archways. Uh, You see a couple pallet jacks. Guys, it's fine. It's the storage area. Do you remember any of this yet? I remember all of it. I'm a genius. There's some stuff in here that I kind of feel like might be worth grabbing, though. Not again. I mean, I understand that Clyde is a little bit different than a copy machine, but he did come through the portal with us. Hope his wife doesn't miss him. Marlene likes me. She'll be all right. That floor jack could be useful for getting through. That's true. Everybody on. (laughs) You two are going to get yourselves killed. You shot yourself in the head and you didn't get killed? Yes, because I'm me. You can't do that. Oh, we can't play with a floor jack. Fun police. Fun police. On that note, 
How about a stealth roll, Rocky? I rolled a 19. That's a success. So far, so good. All right, Pippa, your turn. Find a door. I've never been here. I'm just pointing that out. Neither is Rocky. Well, should we go through the archways, which is not a door? Or should I go all the way across the entire room and go to the double doors? <laughs> well, double doors is two doors. Your choice. Since we're right here, why don't we just peer in through the archways? And if that looks like a dead end, then we can go to the double door. Is that cool? Sure. So I'm going to walk over to this arch, the first archway. So you see a rather large laboratory area, desks, Bunsen burners, uh, lab tables, that sort of thing. Looks like a bunch of experimentation might have gone on in here at one point. There is another door to the west, and there is a closed door to the far east as well. And since Pippa is doing this, why don't you give me a stealth roll? Oh, I needed a 60. I rolled a 90. Five. That's a fail. Jeremy, reverse spend the luck and make him fumble. Pippa is leaning through the archway, glancing around as best she can. Narrows her eyes, her pupils enlarge, letting in what little light there is from the two exit signs in this room that pulse with a red glow. And as you take in this unsettling milieu, the shrouded tables, the dark promise of failed experiments. An albino spider the size of a softball skitters across your foot. I need you to roll sanity, please. I needed a 62. I rolled a 65. That's a fail. You will take one point of sanity damage. I freeze. I cannot physically move. And I try to scream, but all that comes out of me is... And my eyes are darting back and forth, and the sweat is pouring off of my brow into my open mouth. And I'll pull her back. And as soon as you clamp your hand onto her shoulder, she stumbles backward into your arms and starts clutching at you. What? What happened? There was a pigment-challenged spider size of a softball ran across my feet. A spider? It was white as a a, a sheet with no fur, no hair, no... What do spiders have? They have hair, right? Yeah, it's like hair. I'm sure some nerd's gonna come at us in the comment and say it isn't, but... It was bald! Albino with alopecia. Did it have red eyes, too? It happened so fast, I I froze solid and I couldn't even speak. All I could do was... Flipper? Just remember, Pippa, that you chose the archway. So let's hit the double doors. It's Clyde's turn. Send Clyde through the double doors. Roll for stealth. Get it? Rolls the head. First, get it? His head rolls for stealth. So what I heard was you're going to head towards the double doors here. Yes. The door is a bit stiff. It opens with a loud screech. Clearly rusted from disuse. I'll stick Clyde's head through it. Oh, just be careful, Roy. We don't want Clyde getting in over his head. That's not funny, Rocky. Clyde reports that he sees what appears to be some sort of lobby area. There's an arch to the north that leads into another darkened space. But more importantly, there is a elevator and the doors are open partially. Probably enough for someone to squeeze through. Rocky, your turn. You hit the rotation. Take a step through the double doors towards the elevator. Give me a stealth roll, please. I needed a 32. I rolled a 30. That's a success. (laughs) I have a 60 in stealth and a failed. 
You walk in and see that, indeed, a quick glance through the elevator door shows you that the car is not on this level. So this is the ground floor, so to speak, of the elevator shaft. It only goes up from here. Hey, guys, good news. It only goes up from here. What only goes up from here? Your shaft? Damn straight. Elevator shaft. Shut your mouth. Oh, Boy, I'm going to pull my phone out and turn the flashlight on and shine it up and swivel around and see if I can't find where the actual elevator car is. As soon as I see him do that, I face palm and pull my phone out and turn the flashlight on. How do your guys' phones have flashlights on them? So you can see the bottom of the car above you. And you can see also that the doors to the next level are also pried open. But because the car is above it, just enough where you would be able to squeeze up underneath the car and into that next floor. Just enough for decapitation. I've seen Final Destination. I know what happens. What's even worse, though, is there is no access ladder built into the walls of the shaft, and there is no cable extending down this far. So it's just a smooth, large shaft? You could probably figure out a way to climb up the shaft if you use footholds. Looks like the elevator car is trapped one-ish floors above. Above us, uh, I can see the doors are open. So I guess, theoretically, if someone wants to try and climb up, they might be able to squeeze through and uh, see what's on the next floor up. Shouldn't we check everywhere before we move on? What if we go all the way up there and then it was down here the whole time? Coming down is easier than going up. But it take longer? I mean, there might also be stairs somewhere. Yeah, but if there's a fire in this building, you can't take the elevator. Federal law. I'm assuming we'll have to get through the whole building, so we gotta go up. It's a dungeon crawl. They don't put the exit at the beginning. I've been here before. If you were here before, where are the stairs at? I don't remember. I didn't do it all. I was kind of occupied. With what? Making millions of dollars. Printing your own money? Copying, some could say. To the $1 bills. Nobody ever expects the $1 bills. I guess if that's the only way we can go, I can try climbing up. You got it. You were an amateur rock climber, I remember you said once. Just one nationals. I guess I'm amateur. Oh, I thought you said you were armature. Since you have a 40 in climb, I mean, you're relatively adept at this. Don't worry, I'm supervising. Can someone catch me if I fall? No, because remember, if you die, nothing happens. Clyde will catch you, it's fine. Let me see if I can find... Oh, yeah, I can get a grip right here. I grabbed the first grip. I needed a 40. I rolled a 2, which is an extreme for climb. Clyde watches with open mouth in utter shock as Pippa clambers up the elevator shaft like a spider monkey. Spider Pippa, spider Pippa. And disappears through the doors above. See ya, losers. There's a couple minutes while Rocky's shining light where you hear the elevator car start creaking slightly. Oh, God, get out of the way. And then a coil of rope is thrown through the gap in the doors from above and extends down. And you see Pippa lean through and say, Come on, guys, let's get the hell out of here. I'll climb the rope. I'll wait for Roy to go up before I climb up. So with almost as much grace, despite hefting Clyde's head. Roy also ascends with no issues. And Rocky falls. You enter into another lobby area. This one has a stairwell in the southwest corner, which uh, leads up. 
to the north, there is uh, double doors leading into who knows where. And uh, Rocky, I'll need you to make a stealth roll, please. I needed a 32. I rolled a 15. That's a hard success. So uh, Rocky, Roy, and Clyde join Pippa. I'm looking in that uh, one-way mirror, flexing my tricep. Toff in the corner, doing some stretches. And the uh, elevator, obviously, is out of commission. People don't know this. If you hit the button a hundred times, it resets it. And you get a free cola. And you go into God mode. I know there's stairs, so let's hit the stairs. No point in being here anymore. And uh, you enter into yet another uh, lobby area, a closed elevator door just above where you would expect it to be. And uh, there are double doors to the north next to the elevator and also double doors to the west. Do you guys think it's on this level? I'm thinking it's got to be here. I opened the last one, so uh, Roy, it's your turn. No, no, I'll go. I have to get over these jump scares. So I'm going to go up to these double doors. These actually open up rather easily as if they were maybe more well maintained again you see a couple forklifts here in a large storage area and it appears to be the place probably where they kept a lot of the foodstuffs then beyond that is a large almost military style kitchen and cafeteria there are archways in the north and west walls give me a stealth roll please i need a 60 i rolled a 67 that is a fail that's a bummer pippa you're trying to bolster your confidence and calm your nerves and you're looking around and it seems to be relatively empty and then you look directly to the left of the doors and you see a skeleton sitting in an office chair right next to the doors and as you look at this grinning bony ivory face without flesh the head disconnects and rolls down into its lap and then onto the floor go ahead and roll sam i need a 61 i rolled a 56 calming your nerves actually did it this time and you feel oh great just one more creepy thing in this damn place roy there's a friend for your friend in there and it's not the exit it's some kitchen cafeteria place this is like a play date in there yeah you go peek I'll take a look. And you see a skeleton, and uh, you you see the skull just lying right there at your feet. And you think, huh, two heads are better than one. Guys, we got Clyde a body. Oh, Jesus. Should we just try the other doors then? That's got to be the exit, right? Got to be one of them. Well, it's not the one we're looking in. I'll hit the next one. So Roy goes to the northern doors. So you see a corridor, which has office doors to the east and west. There are three on each side, so six, and then basically ends at a T to the north. And then uh, just immediately to the right of your double doors is a narrow corridor, which also has a door on the south. You remember from when you were here last, these were each staff apartments. Well, Roy, you're the one who's been here before. Are we on the right floor for an exit? We gotta be on the right floor. I just can't remember how we get there. Roy, why don't you give me a stealth ball? Need a 62. I got a 51. Roll through to the end of that hallway and hit that door. As you enter the T at the end of the corridor, to the right is the area that was sort of a um, communal area that you remember collecting the copiers. There are no copiers now. They're mysteriously gone for some reason. And to the west of that corridor, there is another door. 
Some smart guy took all these copiers out, I remember that. I went for two turns. The doors to the west look like they're going back towards the facility because that cafeteria's over there. I say we go back and, and try the uh, the door to the east and see if we can get through that. Let me run back and check real quick. I'm going to head back down and go to the east door just to examine it. It appears to be of a, basically the same type as what you've been going through. Roy, I think we should go this way. Now poke Clyde's head out. I don't care. It's your turn. Just pick a door. Shh. You'll have to roll for stealth. Go back and pop this door. And you look into what is clearly a reception area. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There are doors to the south and right next to the one you're at. But this one is glowing white. Please roll stealth. I needed a 60. I rolled a 97. From somewhere behind you, sounds like maybe up the stairwell that you guys came up, you hear, Good day, Bruce. Please roll sanity. I need a 61, rolled an 86. You will take one point of sanity. Still being a little bit on edge. Proud of myself that I held it together for the skeleton thing that freaked the shit out of me, but again, I'm frozen, but this time I lose all control. I urinate. Tears are streaming down my face, and my silent scream rings out for nobody to hear. And in that silence, you're pretty sure you hear plodding footsteps, distant but approaching steadily. You'd seen Pippa? It's uh, been a, a minute here, and I haven't heard anything either. Probably another friggin' spider. I don't know what it is with people and spiders, honestly. They're not that scary, really. It needs eight legs to live. I'll go check on her, and I'll head down the hall. She is sort of standing in the doorway, unmoving. You see a puddle of urine. You can smell it as you approach within just a few feet of her. And that's when you hear a voice beyond the doorway announce... Welcome to Winoka Point. Please deposit firearms at the reception desk, where you may retrieve them once your visit has concluded. And it's blaring through a sound system. Give me a sanity roll, please. I need a 40. I got a 39. It's a success. It doesn't startle you that much. Clearly, it startled Pippa. And Rocky, you hear that voice echoing from where you're at further north. I'm going to start heading towards the sound. I'm going to try and snap Pippa out of it. I'm going to try and do what I did before and just kind of grab her and pull. And she immediately whirls around and instead of clutching onto you in fear and relief, she looks at you blankly, barely recognizing you. And she pushes away from you, kicking Clyde's head out of your hand. It goes rolling down a few feet and she slips in her own urine falls flat on her butt into a room that is glowing with brilliant white light that looks very familiar to you. And Rocky, you stumble upon this scene. What on earth are you doing? We have places to go. Get up. Don't touch me. Everything that's happened here has happened to me. I've never been in this place. Giant spiders running across my feet, skeletons with their heads falling off, and now some creepy man's voice came from behind me. Boo-hoo. And... The three of you now hear wet footsteps approaching from the stairwell that you came up from. And that's our cue to leave. And I'm going to ignore Pippa telling me not to touch her. And I'm going to grab her. And I'm going to start walking very briskly towards the portal. Come on, Roy. Keep up. I'll come. As you do, 
you can hear a single footstep attain the landing from the stairwell. And you hear, Roy, is that you, Crikey? And I'll just ignore it and run. Good day. As you step through the portal, that nauseating vertigo overtakes you yet again. Your physical form upended. A gyroscope with no true north. Eventually, however, the dizzy spell dissipates. Eyelids clamped closed, you sense you're lying prone. Beneath your body is a solid surface, your fingers confirming it is rough-hewn wood. The muffled song of crickets and cicadas reaches your ears, but it sounds far away. Something moist and fetid, like algae-ridden pond water, drifts into your nostrils. You try to sit up, but hit your forehead on another wooden surface, only inches from your face. With each labored breath, you become more aware that you are trapped inside a closed pine box. Your coffin. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I don't like being very buried alive. Very claustrophobic in real life, so this ought to be really fun next week. Well, it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. So I'll go first. A few years ago, I played 2013's Tomb Raider, developed by Crystal Dynamics. I really liked it, but once I completed the main missions, I set it aside and forgot about it. Just recently, I began playing the campaign for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, originally released in 2018. All I can say is, wow. It is a gorgeously cinematic game with refined controls and a compelling storyline, with Lara Croft once again attempting to outwit Trinity, but also finding out the hard way that her spelunking ways might cause more harm than good. If you revel in video games where your character lets the F-word fly freely, or side characters that bite the dust in realistic fashion, then this is the very grown-up adventure for you. I really like how the game doesn't force you to painfully grind to populate your weapon and equipment loadouts. It's mostly there for you to use right from the beginning. It's got great voice acting and some of the most convincing rendered eye movements that somehow escape uncanny valley territory to evoke real emotions. There's nothing more satisfying than swimming through a flooded building strewn with dead bodies to emerge silently behind an enemy to swiftly dispatch him, then climb a ridge to get a bird's eye view of a forgotten temple wherein a lost treasure awaits. If that sounds like it might scratch your Indiana Jones itch, minus the fridge nuking, check out Shadow of the Tomb Raider. All right, Gabe, you're up next. I'm going to recommend a show. It's kind of a piggyback off of a previous recommendation. It's considered a new series. It's Toast of Tinseltown, something that has, I know, has been mentioned. Jeremy's mentioned it before, and it's been in the Discord and such. I think it's very good. The I, I finally got to watch the first season or series or however they call it. It's definitely different. It's more absurdist than Toast of London for sure. And unfortunately, they've dropped the musical shtick, which I think is a huge loss. But other than that, 
it's it's an interesting take on for it to go because you get a lot of big actors making appearances and it's kind of cool to see because clearly i mean it's not a giant budget show so clearly they just like toast of london and want to be a part of it is how i perceive it fred armison's character is very funny one of my favorite comedians of all time makes an appearance right out of the gate in the first episode it takes its anger out on hollywood to some degree ray purchase makes some of his greatest moments going on in the in toast of tinseltown so uh, it's definitely worth a watch it don't expect the same thing of Toast of London, but you'll definitely enjoy it if you like that. Thank you. And I believe it is Matt up next. Baldur's Gate 3 is out in early access now. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar to the Baldur's Gate series, it is about as close as you can get to directly translating D&D 5e into a video game. It uses the Dungeons & Dragons class system and race system, and a lot of the things you do are determined by dice rolls and your skills, but it's a, it's a scripted video game, so you don't have to worry about, you know, some finding somebody to DM. You don't have to worry about, you know, somebody leaving your campaign in the middle and being high and dry because, you know, you can... You can, you can play it like you would a video game. It does, you can play solo with AI companions, or you can play in up to four player co-op. Uh, the character creation system is excellent. It, not everything is there at the moment. They do say that they're going to have the entirety of the 5e player's handbook into the game by the time it launches. So we're at this point missing a few races and classes. But what is there is excellent. Uh, really in-depth character creation. The skills and spells that you'll ever there. First game out, I actually have played a couple of rounds uh, with uh, some of our patrons. Atulia and I have had a, a game running for a bit. Uh, we at one point started a game with Chiru as well. But I had a lot of fun playing. Uh, I started up, uh, of course, I started a warlock and had a, I had a really good time wandering around Eldritch blasting everything to bits. It is, from what I've seen so far, on track to be a great game. You can only play the first act of the story and only up to level four. Uh, because this is more for for feedback and testing for Larian. But what is there is a lot of fun. We've had a good time, and the latest update just added uh, bards as a class, and they also just added gnomes as a race. So the options are expanding. They're really good at keeping on top of bugs and letting everybody know where they are with communication. So if you like uh, if you like D and D five e and you're looking for maybe a little bit of an easier experience than actually running a game, go check out Baldur's Gate three, and uh, it's even better if you can find some friends all right bright uh, you're up last klein tools probably one of the best tool makers that i've ever used have a an 11 and one it's a uh, multi-bit screwdriver nut driver a hand tool so it looks like a screwdriver honestly the shaft comes out and it has all of the bits and everything stored in the shaft so you just quick pull and pop it in and switch from a phillips to a flathead to a uh, hex nut i never realized how handy this was until i was taking stuff apart in my tech booth so i can put new cabinets up tomorrow and the only tool that i had up there was this multi-tool which i bought i have found the receipt when i was cleaning in 2013 i bought the screwdriver it still looks new and I use it all the time, it was able to take all of the ca old cabinets apart with one screwdriver. So I was so impressed with that that I, I wanted to pass that along to people. So if you're a homeowner and you don't want to go out and buy a crap ton of tools, or even if you're renting and you have little stuff to fix around the apartment, the house, the townhouse, whatever, it's only $15 for this tool. And it has a lifetime warranty. 
before we started tonight, I looked it up on Amazon just to see the price to see where they were at now. And I still couldn't believe that they were like 15 bucks. It has 20,273 ratings and it's a five out of five stars. Check it out. Home Depot sells it. Any home improvement store, it's a, it's a Klein. Just remember 11 and 1 and you'll be golden. Thanks, Bri. And that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody wants in on the betting pool as to where we land next, uh, you can join in on that by hitting me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if you want me and Clyde's joint Twitter account, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Um, if you guys can help me bombard the creators of Roll20 so they can fix the rolling for me, because I'm having some issues here with all these fails, uh, reach out to me at Brian Podcast. We'll get this taken care of. Until next time, Roll4. Shaft. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.